Hello everyone, welcome back to the Scouting God Podcast. In this podcast, we're going to try to read all of the merit badge books that Scouting has to offer. <coughs> In this episode, we are going to be reading Communications Merit Badge. In the description, I will provide links to the merit badge books and optional reading requirements. Now, let's begin. The requirements for this merit badge are as followed. 1. Do one of the following. For one day, keep a log in which you describe your communication activities. Keep track of the time and different ways you spend communicating, such as talking person to person, listening to teachers or the radio, watching television, reading books, and or other print media, and using any electronic communication devices. Discuss with your counselor what you logged reveals about the importance of communication in your life. Think of ways to improve your communication skills. For three days, keep a journal of your listening experiences. Identify an example of each of the following and discuss with your counselor when you have listened to 1. Obtain information 2. A persuasive attempt 3. Appreciate or enjoy something 4. Understand someone's feelings C. In a small group setting, meet with other, meet with other scouts or with friends. Have them share personal stories about significant events in their lives that affected them in some way. Then take note of how each scout prepares in the group discussion and how he how effectively he communicates his story. Report what you have learned to your counselor about the differences you observed in effect communication. Listen as many ways you can think to communicate with others. Face-to-face, by telephone, letter, email, text messages, and so on. For each type of communication, discuss with the counselor an instant where the method might not be appropriate or effective. 2. Do one of the following. Think of a creative way to describe yourself using, for example, a college short story or autobiography, drawing or series of photographs, or a song or skit. Using the aid you created, make a presentation to your counselor about yourself. B. Choose a concept, product, or service in which you have great confidence. Build a sales plan based on its good points. Try to persuade the counselor to agree with, use, or buy your concept, product, or service. After your sales talk, discuss with your counselor how persuasive you were. 3. Write a 5-minute speech. Give it at a meeting of a group. Interview someone you know fairly well, like a like or respect because of his or her position, talent, career, or life experiences. Listen actively to, ter- to learn as much as you can about the person. Then prepare and deliver to your counselor an introduction of the p- person as though the person were to be a guest speaker and include the reasons why the audience would want to hear the person speak. Show how you would call to invite this person to speak. 5. Attend a public meeting, city council, school board debate, approved by a counselor, where several points of view are given on a single issue. Practice active listening skills and take careful notes of each point of view. Prepare an objective report and include all all points of view that were expressed, and share this with your counselor. 6. With your counselor's approval, develop a plan to teach a skill or inform someone about something Prepare teaching aids for your plan. Carry out your plan with your counselor. Determine whether the person has learned what you intended. 7. Do one of the following. A. 
Write to the editor of magazine or your local newspaper to express your opinion or share information on any subject you choose. Send your missions by fax, email, or regular mail. B. Choose a website page or blog of special interest to you. For instance, your troop or crew, a hobby or a sport. Include at least three articles or entries and one photograph or illustration and one link to some other website page or blog that would be helpful to someone who visits the web page or blog you have created. It is not necessary to post your web page or blog to the internet, but if you decide to do so, you must first share it with your parents and counselor and get their permission. C. Use de desktop publishing to produce a newsletter, brochure, flyer, or other printed material for your troop or crew, class at school, or other group. Include at least one article and one photograph or illustration. 8. Plan a troop or crew court of honor, campfire program, or an interfaith worship service. Have the patrol leaders council approve it, then write the script and prepare the program. Serve as the master of ceremonies. 9. Find out about three career opportunities in communication. Pick one and find out the education, training, and experiences required for this profession. Discuss this with your counselor and explain why this profession might interest you. Communication, a key to opening doors. Communication is important to your life. Being able to communicate effectively is key to achieving success. It is the way you get people to understand your values, interests, talents, abilities, needs, and wants. It is how you show your knowledge about things. Good communication means more than just expressing yourself. It also involves listening carefully to others, knowing when to speak up, and knowing when to keep your thoughts to yourself. If you can communicate well, you will be better at just about everything you do, from scouting to schoolwork and being a good friend. As you grow older, your ability to communicate grows with you. When you were an infant, you used to cry to communicate simple messages such as, I'm hungry, or my diaper needs changing. At about six weeks of age, you learned to communicate by smiling. This way you said, I'm happy, or I'm comfortable with you. At around six months, you started talking. A mixture of sounds and words and tumbled out of your mouth. Every day, you got a little bit better at it. By the time you started school, you had an advance from da-da to can you come over to play. Today, you are able to communicate complex thoughts about things like sportings, math, and movie plots. You may have learned a special group of words related to your favorite hobby or sports. You have maybe even taken to learn to communicate in a second language. Different forms of communication. As you work on your communication merit badge, you may wonder, what is communication? Simply put, communication is the act of sharing information with others. Most forms of communication are symbolic. A symbol, a symbol is something that means or stands for something else. For example, the American flag is a symbol of America. Language. Language is the most common way that we use symbols to communicate. Most languages we use an alphabet to symbolize, stand for, sounds in the spoken language. We combine these letters to form words. Some words symbolize things you can hold or touch. Apple, for example, stands for a fruit we love to eat. Other words such as love, intelligence, and freedom stands for things you cannot hold or touch. We combine words to form sentences, 
sentences, sentences state facts, opinions, and questions or commands such as, The apple looks delicious, and, May I have one? Speaking without words. Not all communication uses words. There are many ways we communicate, non-verbally or without words. Non-verbal communication can still use symbols, however, for example, if a scout is in a public place and he sees a picture of a woman on a bathroom door, he will know not to go to that door, even if there is no words on it. Some types of communication use words and nonverbal symbols. The eight-sided red sign printed with the word stop in white letters tell drivers to stop, in the, stop their car. You would probably know the sign's meaning even if the word was not there. That is because the color red, which signifies danger, and the eight-sided shape, called an octagon, are used in, on no other road signs in the United States. In this case, three different symbols, a word, a color, and a shape, all help communicate the same important meaning. Talking with your body. Another nonverbal, easy way to communicate is through body language. Body language is communication through body movements or gestures. It can be... It can be as simple as a smile, frown, or nod of a head. Shaking hands with someone you meet is a nonverbal way to communicate goodwill. For people in the military, a salute, raising the right hand healed flat to the forehead over the right eyebrow, shows respect. Legend has it that the practice hand its origin in the Middle East, when knights raise the vis visors of their helmets to greet each other. Using body language can even communicate the whole sentence. For example, many people who are deaf and their friends and families use special languages called American Sign Language, or ASL. This language uses hand motions and finger spelling to communicate thoughts. People may sometimes speak body language without knowing it. If you grew up in the United States, you might lower your eyes and look at the floor when you are feeling shy. You might raise an eyebrow to show doubt or confusion. Squint squinting your eyes can signal anger. In other cultures, these movements may have different meanings. Other ways of communicating without words. Words and body language are not the only way to communicate. Discreasing, dressing nicely to go to a place of worship to others, I respect this religious tradition. Sitting in front of the classroom rather than in the back says, I want to learn and do well in this class. Mass Communication and Digital Technologies Communication that is meant for a large audience is sometimes called mass communication. This, this used to mean communication through radio, TV, newspapers, magazines, films, and theater. Today, many people communicate using digital computer-related technologies. Some of these mass communication tools, others help individuals or small groups communicate. Digital tools include websites, social networking sites, blogs, instant messaging, and text messages using cellular phones and other handheld devices. We will look more closely at digital communications in a later chapter. What study what, why study communication? If we learn to communicate naturally, why do we need to communicate? Why do we need communication? The answer is that we all can improve our communication skills if we practice them. That means learning to be a better listener and more confident public speaker. 
Earning this merit badge will make you more aware of communications in your life. You will learn how to interact better with others and improve your communication skills. You can use these skills when you need to inform, persuade, or get the attention of people. Keeping a communication log. Be, observe, be observing how you communicate and how much time you spend communicating. You can learn a lot about your own strengths and weaknesses as a communicator. The requirement 1A asks you to keep a detailed communication log for one day. Doing so you will help you to see your communication style more clearly. You will know how much time you spend online or watching TV, listening to the radio and read. You will learn how much time you spend on the radio, on the phone, and face-to-face -face interactions, and how often you use email, text messaging, instant messaging, or write letters to your friends and relatives. Good listener, good, good leader. Have you ever met someone new and then promptly forgotten his or her name? This can be very embarrassing. Listening is one of the most important skills you can learn. Scientists say that we learn 85% of what we know by listening. However, listening is more than just hearing. Listening is receiving. When you focus on the speaker and what is being said, you learn more, remember more, and retain the information longer. Practicing listening to the speaker with respect. If you work hard to interrupt even when you really want to make a point, the speaker will respect you more. Being a good listener is important, building and keeping friendships. If you take the time to listen to your friends when they need you, they probably will do the same for you. There are many different reasons for listening. When you listen to your teacher in school or to your scoutmaster at a troop meeting, you are listening to gain information. You may have listened to someone who is trying to persuade you about something. Perhaps you have listened to sounds in nature or music that help you relax. Some people fall asleep faster when they're in a tent near a bobbling, babbling brook. For others, it is helps to hear the big city backgrounds of taxis honking and sirens wailing. Keep a listening journal. Requir requirement 1B asks you to keep a requirement, keep a journal of your listening experiences to make you more aware of this key skill. Make a note of what you listen to gain information and when someone is trying to persuade you about something. Identify when you listen to appreciate or enjoy something, and when you listen to understand someone's feelings. Remember the important things. We cannot remember everything. We must decide what is important to remember. Some scientists have discovered that just after we hear something, we will remember less than half of it. By the next day, we might recall only up to a third of the message. Earlier, we explained how to create a mental picture to help you recall someone's name. Another great memory tool is to write down what you need to remember, as soon as you can after you hear something, or even while you are listening. Write down the things that you need to remember. Be sure to look at your notes later. If necessary, rewrite your remarks more clearly and add details to help you understand your notes. Leading small group discussions. Leading a small group discussion is exciting. As a scout, you may have a chance to lead a discussion in your patrol or troop. As a student, you may get to lead a discussion for a school project or sports team. Here are some other kinds of group discussions. Work groups, people working together on a task. Focus groups, people brought together to discuss a
product, or service. Brainstorming groups. People who gather to come up with new ideas about how to do something. Requirement 1C asks you to lead a small group discussion. Before the discussion begins, give the group clear guidelines about the topic and the format of the discussion. You might start by saying, Today we are going to brainstorm ideas for an Eagle Scout project. I want each person to share new ideas and make suggestions for our current projects. We will sit in a circle and each one of us will have three minutes to share our own thoughts. After each speaker finishes, the group will have three minutes to ask questions. Then the person at the speaker's right will have a turn to speak. A group leader, as a group leader, you cannot join the conversation. Avoid talking too much. Instead, stay a little bit apart to watch, listen, and guide during the discussion. Keep the group members focused on discussing the current topic. Don't let the group get distracted. Make each person feel like it is okay to talk about his own experiences or ideas. Give shy people a chance to talk. Encourage them with a smile and a kind word. Prevent any one person from taking over the conversation. Do this respectfully. Make sure the group gives each person a chance to speak and be heard without interruption. If necessary, help group members to compromise. Watch the next time to make sure the group completes the discussion or task. As each person speaks, observe how he communicates and how others respond to him. Look for nonverbal communication. Notice how a smile, shrug, or raised eyebrow can reveal a person's feelings or thoughts. When each speaker finishes, thank him for participating. When the time is nearly up, close by summarizing the main points in group conclusions. Text messages or formal letter. During the Civil War, before there were computers, telephones, or even modernized mail delivery, letters often took months to arrive. Union and Confederate soldiers wrote detailed and expressive letters and used beautiful penmanship. Their friends and relatives cherished these handwritten words. Many of those letters, which became famously keepsakes and were passed down through generations, survive today. Requirement 1D asks you to list as many methods of communication as you can and identify to your counselor when each method should and should not be used. Today, we use many forms of communication, text messages, telephone, emails, fax, regular mail, and express mail delivery around the globe by plane. There is no right way to communicate. However, you can pick the best way to send a message, depending on what will get it and why you are sending it. Here are some s simple guidelines to help you choose the right way to communicate. Formal letters. We use formal letters to communicate for school or business purposes, or to write recommendations. When you apply for an internship, a camp, or a job, you may have to write a formal letter asking administration or permission to attend, and or to state your interest if you are chosen for an award or honored for your talents. Write a formal letter thanking the organization. Letters to the editor, a newspaper or magazine, even those sent by email, also require formal tone. Formal letters are always typed, spell-checked, and then proofread to catch mistakes that the computer missed. Begin with the day's date in the top left corner, followed by the recipient's name, formal title, street address, city, state, and zip code. 
Add the recipient's email address if you are sending the letter electronically. The formal greeting with a colon at the end, for example, Dear Miss Brown or Dear Dr. Smith, is the next is the body of the letter follows, and with a formal closing such as Sincerely or Best Regards. Follow with your full name type below. It. Leave enough space above for your signature. Add your own address information, phone number, and email address. If you are enclosing something with the letter, such as an application or resume, put a note on the bottom of the letter like this, like this, ENC colon remise, res, resume, or ENC application and $75 fee. Fax, faxes. A fax, short for faximile, is a copy of a document that is transferred over telephone lines or the internet. The, the recipient can view it as a printout or as an image on a computer screen. Sending a fax is not, a is not as personal as making a phone call, but it lets you instantly send detailed or printed information, such as a map or newspaper clipping. It is perfectly helpful for business offices. The main drawback of faxes is that not everyone has a fax machine or a computer that can send and receive faxes. In addition, faxing can be expensive. If you have to send or receive messages at an office supply store or copy shop, when the recipient has a long distance number, text messaging, sometimes called texting, this form of communication involves sending short messages, usually by cell phone. Texting is good for quick communications, especially when the phone calls may be disruptive or when or impractical. It is also useful for leaving an in or it is helpful for when leaving a message when a person cannot take a call. Remember that your cell phone provider may charge a fee for texting. Email. Email, short for electronic mail, has changed how many of us communicate. Email messages travel electronically. They can be just about any length and have any attachment such as the photographs, video, or documents. You can send email just about anywhere in the world and you store emails as long as you want. You may also forward. Email is so easy to use that many people write a note quickly and click send without reviewing a message. You should always review an email before sending it. Make sure that it is easy to understand, contains good spelling and grammar, and is respectful. Even in an email, misspelled words, poor grammar, or unclear sentences can make you look rude or not very smart, or both. Phone calls. Phone calls, whether by landline or cell phone, are great for hearing the other person's voice, casually chatting, making quick plans, or finishing some business for your scout troop. Also, some people communicate better by talking than by writing. Phone calls do have drawbacks. People are not always available to take your calls. It is very hard to exchange detailed information over the phone, and visual inf images are, or information that needs to be shared, stored cannot be shared. When making a phone call, have a pen and paper handy to write down details if necessary. When calling a friend and someone else answers, it is polite to say, Hello, this is your name here. May I speak to? If you are calling someone whom you do not know well, introduce yourself using your full name. Clearly state why are you calling. Thank you notes. If you receive a gift, whether it is in person, 
such as at your birthday party, or through the mail from a faraway friends or relatives, you should write a thank you note that specifically mentions their gift that you received. Write it by hand and send it in the email. And send it in the mail. This is more effort than a phone call or email, and it shows more respect. Mail your note no more than one week after you received the gift. Waiting two weeks or longer is not polite. Adults and elders, in particular, will remember receiving a thank you note from you and will be impressed with your good manners. Creative ways to describe yourself. Requirement 2A calls for you to find a creative way to describe yourself. Choose a method that you feel comfortable using. It should suit your personality and allow you to express yourself completely. Here are a few ideas. Make a collage. Collages are fun to make, and you can use a variety of visual items to determine your life. Postcards, clip art, stickers, photos, paint, decorative items, leaves, and other things from nature, and small plastic toys are just a few things you can use to make an eye-catching 3D collage. Create a slideshow. If you like working with photo photography and computers, you can create a narrow narrated slide show on your computer. Some slideshow software programs let you add your own videos instead of using random shorts. Carefully select the photos and videos to tell a particular story about yourself. Write a script to follow when you record your narration. Write a story. If you enjoy writing, you may want to write a short story about one special event in your life or an autobiography that tells major events in your life. The best way to start either project is to create an outline. It should pinpoint the event or events you plan to describe. This will give you a roadmap to follow using an outline makes it much easier to stick in your main idea. Other ideas. If you are artistic, you might want to create a series of drawings showing yourself and some people and events important in your life. Sim similarity. If you are musical or theoretical, you might want to write a song or a short skit to fulfill this requirement. Make a good sales pitch. Requirement 2B makes, asks you to make a sales pitch for a concept or product or service. A sales pitch is a persuasive speech in which you try to get someone to buy your product or service. Here is one way to organize a sales pitch that works. It contains four parts. 1. Get the audience's attention. Tell a story about how your product or service changed your life or lives of someone like the people in your audience. Connect it to the audience's needs. Your audience does not necessarily care about your product. What people care about is their own needs. Research your audience. Are they scouts? Adults? Apartment renters? Homeowners? Know enough about your audience beforehand so that you can tailor your presentation to fit their needs. You will not try to sell apartment renters a lawnmower service. However, you might successfully sell a dog walking service to them. 3. Offer a solution. Be specific about what your product or service will fulfill a need of the audience. Explain how their lives will improve if they use your service or product. Describe the problems that might arise if they do not. Close the deal. Before you end your speech, ask your listeners to act. Make it clear how they can buy a product or sign up for your service right away. Thanks for listening to part one of the Communications Merit Badge book.